Hey everyone, welcome to another Game Luster E3 podcast. Today we're going to be covering Bethesda and Devolver Digital since they both kind of happened, you know, right there almost like one right after the other. I'm your news editor Robert and I'm joined here by our assistant reviews editor Austin. Hey, how's it going? Uh, one of our writers, Mike. Hello. And our editor-in-chief, Trevor. Hey there. Okay, guys, this conference was buck wild. Bethesda, I mean. Right? Like, that was full of cool announcements, I think. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, it was. I don't know if I would go as far as buck wild, though. A lot of the things I really wanted to see were just teased. Yeah, I guess for me, though, it's it's the fact that it was, like, confirmed, right? Because a lot of this stuff is, yeah. like, it's always rumored, and, you know, people are like, oh, they're totally working on it without Bethesda saying they're working on it. But now it's like, we know. True. True, I guess you can't say the same for Valve, so it is nice that we have confirmations. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that was the thing for me. It was nice to hear that a lot of these games are being done. Or, uh, like, in the case of Prey DLC, you know, that it's out now. Yeah, no, that was cool. I feel like this conference had a lot of those, like, and it's out today, right? Um, Yes. So let's start from the top here. Uh, So they did one of their, like, I feel like they do this every year now. They have that little montage of, like, we're not just developers. We're people, too. And we're diverse. And we like sports and other hobbies. Yeah, they do. They have done that each year, and this time it was interesting because they had their um, admin assistant narrating it, and then it's only turned on her, I guess, Bethesda's equivalent to Donna Jackson, you know, the id mom that kind of a celebrity game co- company receptionist. So that was interesting to see. Yeah. I kind of like those videos. Yeah, and I love how it then turned into like, okay, but you can start at the Bethesda conference now. So, yeah. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> Um, and it's like the conference was totally different. I mean, the opening was kind of wholesome, and the conference just kind of went absolutely crazy. Yeah, in a good way. And I wanna, I wanna take this moment to talk about how great of a man Pete Hines is. Yes, because <laughs> I mean, I've seen Microsoft, I've seen uh, EA. And every one of the presenters is like, hello, we are businessmen in a suit, and we would like to sell you things that would make us money. Whereas Pete actually feels like he knows that he's selling video games, and he's excited to be selling video games. Yes. You know? I, I agree with you. I love Pete Hines. Um, I first saw him at QuakeCon, like, in 2011 or something, and I, I've enjoyed seeing him there each year. I enjoy seeing him at E3. I, I love I love how he presents too. Um, I also follow him on Twitter, and I've been seeing him tweeting about the Washington Capitals winning the Stanley Cup. So it was great when he first walked on stage. He had that championship shirt on, and he kind of like for a brief second turned and opened his jacket and pointed to it, and it was like I, that's when I knew, yep, this is Pete Hines. I love it. Yeah, he feels like a genuine person you know instead of just the pr machine which is cool even though he technically is like the pr machine for bethesda right yeah Um, but he's a good one oh he's really good yeah um i love that he opened with like shaming walmart (laughs) yes that was that was great yeah that was really you know i think well done there's a couple games in that walmart leak that haven't been shown yet too so it's kind of it might be interesting to go back and look at it 
Yeah. But then again, all the conferences are, like, going to happen today, so it's not really even going to matter. Right. I mean, it will be interesting maybe post E3, right? Because, like, that to me is Pete kind of saying, like, a majority of that Walmart leak is right. So it'd be interesting to see what was leaked that wasn't revealed at E3. If yeah, that's what I was assuming, too, is that he's basically confirming, yeah, Walmart did screw us over and, you know, accidentally leak everything. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of when um, they had the reveal event of the Final Fantasy 15 release date, which, God, that was a whole affair. But, oh, like, it, yeah. but like the, the date was leaked, like, the day before. So the whole event was just, like, <laughs> a bunch of fanfare, but, like, everyone on stage knew that everyone already knows. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you can't really change it because you've rehearsed so much, but that's really sad. Right. So, um, yeah, when they were revealing it, they were just like, yeah, you guys already know. It's September, whatever. Um, then I remember it got delayed after that, which was perfect. Anyway, so Bethesda, right? They opened up with some Rage 2 showings, which I remember seeing that tra- that first trailer drop for Rage and thinking, okay, that's cool. I'm into this. And the only way they could have kind of killed that interest was by giving us a little concert for like five minutes it was andrew wk (laughs) yep andrew wk i i mean i wouldn't have minded it if it was like a minute right because because i don't know the main point of that song is like everybody get ready to die right like it's yeah after that i get it we don't need the whole song it was a bit long you know to have and especially to have it right at the start when you're ready for them to get revved up and showing some game footage to then have that lengthy concert thing um and then i thought that you know and i hate it too because i love tim willits of course i'm I'm a big id fan um so i hate having to feel that the the most one of the most awkward e3 moments was when tim willits and a a designer from um avalanche what is it avalanche avalanche studios came on after that conference and there were a lot of pauses and there was like a self a self-referential joke about tim willits being much shorter than the other guy which was kind of funny but i hated it because it's right after that conference and it just felt kind of awkward and then i thought like the rage 2 gameplay footage they shown was just well to me it was just kind of like ho-hum you know there wasn't anything spectacular and there was that bizarre wall head mounted singing mutant head thing okay so. i liked that i thought that, <laughs> that was that was great that was the thing that i mean i wasn't really interested in rage 2 to begin with but but that that really caught my attention i mean it's just a crazy collectible and i'm hoping that it's actually real like i won't buy the collectible but i'll commend bethesda for doing one of the most creative collector's edition reveals yeah in a long time oh yeah that that is true yeah um so for me i'm actually kind of very interested in rage 2 because i've had this itch to play like a borderland style game in the past like year or two and rage is looking a lot like that but maybe even better like i picked up like you know you have your weapons you have like all these really cool looking grenades and then you have like superpowers of some kind and then you can like ground yeah. pound like it feels like there's a lot of options that game gives you and you just kind of let you do what you want and i'm kind of into that i'm still looking forward to it and intend to play it definitely i just i didn't um 
I didn't feel like it was some blowing away gameplay reveal thing. It was like kind of anticlimactic, I guess. Like the first gameplay footage they showed got me really hyped, but then in this trailer it was like just an addendum, maybe. That would be the best way to describe my feelings. Yeah. I mean, they gave us a release date, though. Spring 2019. Or release window, I guess. Yep. So that's a cool. A lot yeah, of to- stuff coming spring 2019. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah, to me, it felt like they're kind of holding back on the gameplay. I mean, maybe, but for me, I'm already kind of, like, in. Like, I think that was enough for me to, like, know whether I want the game or not. Um, Let's see. Next, they had... They had a little bit of Elder Scrolls Legends, which was also kind of the, a weak part of the conference, I think. Boston? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I try to play as many Elder Scrolls games as I can, and I've played this a bit. Um, and I'm not very good at card games, so can't say I'm too interested. Although, uh, it might be worth going back just to see the new visuals that they said otherwise there's not really anything that interests me personally um yeah i mean they had to show it just because it's one of their ongoing games um you you can't not put it up there but yeah it was definitely a weak point yeah i mean the news there right is that there's gonna be a console release xbox one ps4 and switch later this year yeah that's right you know that's cool i guess um, that one trailer they had though was kind of really annoying. This is, this is, <laughs> this is. Oh yes, this is. They didn't really tell you much about the game itself. I mean, you saw some gameplay, but like, I don't know, yeah. not much. Yeah. And then they followed that up with more Elder Scrolls stuff with ESO Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that actually. Yeah, I remember when we were talking about it live, Austin. You were like, "Why are they showing this?" Somerset already happened, and then they like revealed the two DLCs, and you're like, "Okay, I'm in." Yeah, Merkmire, Um, that was the big DLC that uh, people have been waiting for for a long time, and know that they've been talking about it for a while too. Um, you're, I guess, more Argonian lore, which is pretty cool. I'll take any zone and elder scrolls that we like haven't seen in the main game um and then there's gonna be a dungeon dlc which i mean the dlcs are pretty pricey unless you um do the subscription so it's probably not gonna be something i'm gonna buy but merkmire that'll be cool and uh they put a lot of effort into those like story dlcs and it's pretty sizable chunk of content too yeah for sure I mean, this is this is just tempting me even more to like buy into ESO, but we'll have to see what happens, I guess. Uh, their next reveal, which got me very very excited, is Doom Eternal. Yay, dude! That, I was excited as well. Yeah, that that CG like you know panning through that environment, and then like you see the Doom Marine with his super shoddy like oh. Yeah, as soon as it started, I knew, okay, this is the next Doom. Okay, it's going to be Hell on Earth like Doom 2. I just, I thought they were going to call it Doom 2, so seeing the Eternal subtitle was a neat little surprise. Um, and my, and then, of course, um, they didn't reveal much. Marty Stratton got up on stage and said, like with the original Doom, the big show-off is going to come at QuakeCon, which yeah. I'll be at, so I'm looking forward to that. And then, otherwise... They've got Mick Gordon doing the soundtrack, of course. It wouldn't and be a Doom game without him. 
yeah that yeah the music very much a part of it and yep it's on earth and i'm i'm ready for it looks like there are going to be spider bots in this one uh, from the trailer i saw which would be a new demon and apparently there are going to be lots of new demons as well yeah they said twice as many demons right as doom one yeah twice as many so that's going to be exciting yes um they also said that like you want the doom marine to be more powerful yeah sure stronger (laughs) okay um so that's gonna be cool i am i might be a little cynical but like when i saw the the subtitle eternal i was so worried it'd be like oh is this like gonna be a free-to-play like loot boxes and mm. a little worry there on my part too but i don't i don't think there's anything too much to worry about i don't see them doing that with this it every feeling in my gut says it's going to be single player barring that subtitle you know the like infinite-esque subtitle of eternal kind of being a tad bit worrisome yeah i just had some people outside my door do some lawn mowing so that might show up on the recording that's cool (laughs) Um, and then they went right from, you know, Dave, the whole Doom will be at QuakeCon, straight into Quake Champions. And the big news here is that if you download the game on Steam before June 17 uh, on Steam, you'll get it for free to keep. Like that, that trial, at least, right? Yeah. And I paid, was it, I can't remember if it was 30 or $15. It was either 15 or 15 plus 15, but I did pay for the early access last year. So everyone else who hasn't gotten it now has the chance to get it free. Cool, I guess. Yeah, I think I did that in bed this morning on the Steam Mobile app because I was like, yeah, might as well. Although I think, like, I have the game from somewhere before because I remember, like, downloading the Bethesda launcher and, like, being able to play it. I played a bit of it. I don't remember what You must have gotten gotten in the closed beta. Oh, that might be it. Yeah. Yeah, I started with that too, and then later purchased the early access pack. Right. Um, So yeah, I mean, if you're into old school bunny hopping arena shooters, like Quake Champions is kind of, it's your source for that now, but with also like kind of hero shooter aspects to it. Yep. But although now there is a mode for turning off the abilities if you just want straightforward, um, a classic arena deathmatch. Oh, that's cool. That's good to know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's looks like it's going to be fun. I mean, they're, they're pulling the whole like esports thing as well. They're like, we were there at the beginning and now we're coming back kind of a thing. So that's cool. Yeah, definitely. All the esports greats have been coming over to Quake Champions, like Rafa and so on. And they, they have the tournament at QuakeCon, the tournament finals. So yeah, they are pushing it as the like Bethesda's esports thing now. Yeah, bringing back classic Quake. Yeah, and then next on uh, the reveal thing was Prey. Actually, they had. I mean, I thought the reveal for that was kind of cute. Um, yeah. So they, they first talked about, hey, we've got free updates, you know, new game plus survival mode and all that, and then uh, that DLC Moon Crash. Austin, I know you purchased that game pretty much immediately after, or you purchased the DLC immediately after seeing it. Like, do you want to talk yep. about it? 
Um, <clears throat> I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I'm really itching to. Um, from what it looks like, it's got a lot of uh, roguelite elements to it. Um, it's they say it has infinite replayability, which I guess means that you know you you pretty much progress until you beat it. Um, I guess you're on the moon and you're gonna be fighting a whole bunch of aliens. I forget the name. It's been a while since Typhon. I played. Yes, um, Typhons. and you know you'll get power ups and stuff. And there's also five unique characters. Um, I guess you unlock different ones as you play and they have different abilities which is pretty cool um and i guess with the dlc comes the typhon hunter um which is going to be another like dlc i guess update that comes out later this summer um we've been comparing it to prop hunt so there's going to be i think five people playing as mimics and you hide in the environment and then um one survival or survivor stocks and hunts them which sounds pretty cool but also i hope that it's balanced because those <laughs> those mimics can be really hard to pick out yeah yeah i mean that's that's kind of the point of prop hunt though right is that you you're looking for everything but also not everything kind of yeah yeah i mean you can mimic something as small as a mug and you could probably place it so convincingly that it would be hard to distinguish, but I guess that's why you just shoot at everything you see and hope for the best. Right, just never let go of the trigger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that looks cool. It's kind of um, tempting me to maybe buy into Prey. Uh, I know that they're doing, like, a Prey Digital Edition or whatever where, like, you can pay 40 bucks on Steam and you get the DLC and Prey, which that's not a bad deal. Yeah, that's a very good deal. Definitely, uh, honestly, you shouldn't pass that up because it's such a great game, and I know that, Trevor, you also really enjoy it. Yes. And I reviewed it for um, the site, too. If you want to check that out at GameLuster.com, that's GameLuster.com. Yes. Uh, yes. Definitely. <laughs> Austin, yeah, I need you... Like, when you play the DLC, I need you to report to me about whether you spin me right round is actually in the game or if it's just in the trailer. Oh, and you know, that was that was a great cover, too. I just remembered that. I really hope it is. Yeah, I, mean, I think that was the original song on Was there. it? Yeah, I don't think I that know was that cover. It sounded like there was maybe a little remix going on um, just for the trailer. I guess that's what I meant. Maybe, yeah. But I, I really want that to be in it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll let you know, and I also, unless Trevor wants to do otherwise, I'm probably going to write an impressions or review on it. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, feel free. Sweet. Um, the next thing they revealed, which is something I didn't expect to see this year at E3 from Bethesda, but they talked about Wolfenstein, which, I mean, I'll always welcome it, but I kind of didn't expect yeah. it, right? Yeah, um, I didn't expect it either, because it, it's too soon. You know, Wolfenstein 2 came out last fall yeah so i it was it was a nice surprise no actual gameplay shown but we do know that it will at least have co-op as an option because you play as bj's two twin daughters and it's in 1980s paris and that that set up that premise sounds interesting i just wonder how solo play will work will it just be you with an ai partner or there'll be 
puzzles that require two people and if you play single player the ai partner does half of it you know i'm i'm looking forward to see how how all that will work out for solo play yeah i'm excited for that that project's called wolfenstein young blood i think that's aimed for 2019 so uh we got a large window to look at yeah Um, honestly this was one of the bigger things that caught my attention during bethesda's conference yeah like one thing i i'm curious about is if it's planning on being a full experience like if they're going to sell it for 60 bucks or if this is like a a side thing like death of the outsider for dishonored you know yeah. it could be and i also well, wonder if they'll reveal more at QuakeCon because they've they've been doing that before with wolfenstein not just doom but also with wolfenstein it's like they'll always have more to say there yeah um, for those of you who played um, the previous Wolfenstein, I did. Um, I saw a lot of mixed reviews. What, what did you guys think of it? And do you think that um, you want more of the same, or do you want them to change it up a bit? Obviously, they have co-op, but um, do you want most of it to be similar to the previous game? Are you talking about like Wolfenstein Two? <clears throat> yeah, like new yeah, or, New Colossus. The new Colossus. Um, so I did write a review for that, which you can also check at GameLuster.com. Um, I really enjoyed it, but I think where a lot of the reviews were kind of hitting it a lot is that it is hard. Like, it's stupidly hard. And the game doesn't... Like, you know when you're getting shot at in a first-person shooter, usually, like, the edges of your screen turn red, like, in the direction of where you're being shot at, so you know where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really do that. It, it Like, the UI doesn't convey that as well in Wolfenstein, which adds the difficulty, but then also you die, like, super fast, even on the normal... Um, difficulty setting um, so I know a lot of people who've just turned it down to easy and played through it that way and it's it, it's very fun especially when you find your groove because that game is just all about like you're a you're a badass Nazi killing machine that can hold two shotguns and you know one in each hand and you know your shoulders don't break because of course they don't yes. BJ Blazkowicz <laughs> yes yeah the um story is surprisingly super good uh side characters are like you care about them you learn their names which is something i never expected from like a wolfenstein game um so you do a great job with that so i wouldn't mind if it's more of the same but i also would very much welcome some kind of innovation in the formula which i i imagine might happen because like the second half of wolfenstein 2 does that as well yeah I've, I've really enjoyed the Wolfenstein reboots, both um, the new Colossus and uh, the new Order, and then also um, the Old Blood, which was the DLC between them, which makes me think, of course, Youngblood throws back to that, and maybe Youngblood would be more like the Old Blood as like a standalone DLC piece, as you hinted at. But I would appreciate more of the same vibe, and it would be really interesting to, to play it from different characters other than BJ because his voice narrating everything is a big part of the story experience in these reboot games so to have two other characters you're playing as that'll that'll be a, a little change in tone there even though I mean they are his daughter so I assume they'll carry over some of his personality yeah they've got the accent I noticed that yep yeah I mean I I do kind of echo your sentiment about like wanting BJ to narrate stuff just because Brian Bloom nails it as BJ. Yeah. Like he's a very convincing, like, yeah, I could kill you with like a spoon, but I also have feelings too, you know? Yes. 
Yeah, he does a really good job. Yeah, for sure. Um, they also talked about Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot, which is going to be a VR experience where um, you play as a hacker and you take over Nazi robots and turn them against their masters. They didn't really show gameplay, but that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's more Wolfenstein. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I do love Pete's little thing that he's like, yeah, we're, we're trying to bring Wolfenstein to like as many platforms as possible to make sure that everyone knows that we hate Nazis. Just yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad just because you know, like last year, right? There was a huge, like, social debacle about like, oh man, you hate Nazis? Why? Which I don't, you know, it's so dumb. Yeah, it's just it's it's stupid. And I remember, um, and in, in another chat group I was with, one of the guys said, "Oh goodness!" In the Twitch stream, they're already commenting that this is just a bunch of SJW stuff, and I'm like, really. Yeah, it's on. not even about that. Just you know, stupid. people just want to uh, politics. That's all I gotta say. Yep, politics are yeah. dumb. We've been um, killing Nazis for twenty years, and now they got a problem with it. Yeah, really. <laughs> so then, this is this is the point in the conference where like everything shifts from Pete Hines to the man, the myth, the legend, God Howard, Todd Howard. Yes. <laughs> oh my Lord, Todd. <laughs> Dude, I forgot how charismatic he can be. Like he nailed it. I know. I I love Todd Howard. Yeah. Um <laughs> I just I love how he comes on stage and he's like, "I know you guys want Fallout 76, but like real quick, <laughs> let me give you my tight 5 about the history of E3." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, basically. that was I yeah, that was that was a nice little spiel he gave. I enjoyed that." Yeah, it was it was cute. Like I if if he were like at a stand-up club, nearby i'd go and see him i guess i don't know if yeah, that's it was like of... it was like watching his sermon yeah <laughs> i was just of. so mesmerized nah but i mean god howard honestly he has a commanding presence he's a small guy but like you can't help but listen yeah i, I think yes. it's the way he delivers things and like the lilt of his voice kind of gets you yes and as someone i saw on twitter um what was their name I think Mark Laidlaw, but don't quote me on that. He he said that Todd Howard must have a painting of him at home that ages because the actual man himself doesn't. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. I mean, Todd Howard does not really age. Yeah, he's he's been in this gig for 25 years, and he doesn't look. Yeah, good. not at all. Uh, so first thing he revealed, even though he came on stage with the premise of like, yeah, Fallout 76, guys, he showed off. Um, the the next edition of Skyrim uh everyone's very excited yeah. for it it's going to be very fun uh the very special edition is coming yes. to Alexa's near you and i can confirm it's a real applet i found it on the store it's, it is yep, really it is. wow yeah you can actually attach it to your your amazon echo and be like uh, you know hey i'm a i'm a warrior level 2 what do i do Okay, that's cheese. hilarious that it's an actual thing that you can buy, too. Yeah, like, and it was perfect that they got, um, I don't know, man, that just that whole... Keegan-Michael Key? Yeah, Keegan-Michael Key, thank you. Um, yeah. They got him on there, and it was just really perfect in just how it was delivered, right? Like, Yes. And it could have been way more nerdy, but there was something about the way Keegan delivered it where it was just like, dude, this is perfect. 
and you know then they joked about how it's going to be on etch sketches and like <laughs> that tv it'd be your, great if that was your real samsung too. refrigerator yeah your samsung <laughs> fridge tv and i loved how if you look at it closely you actually see them kind of lay over skyrim footage on top of that screen yeah <laughs> so that's exciting it's good to know that skyrim will still live on um <laughs> And I just, I love that self-referential humor that they're starting to do. Like, I think Todd is kind of showing that he knows what people are saying. You know, like, there was that bit where he said, like, you know, I hear our game has a lot of bugs. <laughs> I read it on the internet, yeah. so it's got to be true. Um, yes, they they are listening. Yeah, and, and he did that little joke. I forget what he was referencing, but he was like, it just doesn't work. You know, kind of like joking about that time where he said it just works. Everyone memes about oh, it. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd have to look at that reference again. Yeah, but I love how a developer is willing to admit, "Yeah, we were, you know, kind of screwing up. Let's joke about it." Right, for sure. And and like, I remember reading this on Reddit. Uh, so don't quote me on it, but like, if this is, if I can confirm this is true, I will love this. Whenever uh, Bethesda does like a big sale on their Skyrim and their Elder Scrolls games. Um, they actually double the price of the horse armor DLC for Oblivion. Because <laughs> they know. Wow. <laughs> that is hilarious. Wow. Yeah, good to see if I can find it on Steam. But um, I know that on Steam it's just the uh, like complete edition. Oh, I the think. game. So, so I think it just has all the DLC in there. Right, yeah. I, I could be that. wrong. Man. But unfortunately, and uh, also, I was one of those unfortunate people that bought the horse armor DLC back in the day when I was a naive child. Oh no! <laughs> but I used it, so and that's that's what matters. Yeah, yeah. my hard-earned cash, you know, two forty-nine or whatever it was, goes a long way when you're in elementary school or whatever I was in. It's true. Yeah, I think I was in middle school. Uh, but to get to the big. Todd Howard announcement. They announced, or well, he kind of expounded on Fallout 76. And I remember it started off being kind of the exact same feel and exact same trailer from the Microsoft conference, right? Yeah, that was yeah, yeah like to word get for word. Yeah, so it was a little bit like, oh no, oh Todd, please. And then, yeah. um, and then he went on for like what 12 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. Really, it might have been more than that, actually. It was a fair amount of time. Yeah. So, essentially, it's a prequel to all the other um, Fallout games. And it is confirmed to be online, right? But, like, only, he said, quote, dozens of people on a server, not hundreds or thousands. Yep. It. That's yeah. interesting, because I've always preferred playing online games with just a little group of friends. So if that is how it's structured, I might not hate it as much as I think I will. Yeah, what I do find kind of funny is he when he said, like, there's only dozens, not hundreds of thousands, he said, like, don't worry, this isn't an amusement park, guys. And I was like, damn it, Todd, you released DLC for Fallout 4 that was literally an amusement park. I don't want to hear yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Yeah, you can play online. You can play this game solo, but like based on all of the features that they talked about, I feel like playing it solo would be a very empty experience. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a point. There's no NPCs in it. Uh, and 
what he said like make you make your own stories which uh it's kind of hard to do that when you're just by yourself right yeah it seems they're really leaning on the fact that you need other people to play this game yeah you could do it solo but you for the most part want to try to get somebody to play with you yeah, because the idea of it, right, is that, like, you build communities with other people, right? Like, using that Fallout 4, like, build build a whatever settlement thing. Um, Camps, I think it's called. Yeah, and then, like, I don't know, if, if you see another enemy, like, if you see another person's camp or another group of people's camp, you can decide, like, hey, we'll be friends, or, like, hey, we're going to kill you and take your camp, right? Like, yep. I, like, I guess they're going for, like... You're a bunch of raiders in the new wasteland, and it's up to you to decide how you want to play. Yeah. And, you know, I was really interested at first, but then I thought more about it. And uh, I, I, it's kind of like Sea of Thieves. You can't play by yourself. You can, but it's just not going to be as fun. And when I have a game that relies on having friends, which I will say I do, it's just kind of hard to get everybody to come together and play yeah. uh it, it kind of detracts from the experience like i think the world looks really beautiful um they've obviously expanded on it with um i guess they added new lighting new weather um but it's just not enough for me to jump on it right away unless i have somebody that i know is going to play it with me me too i would need like my brother, some close friends, Game Luster staff, or another group that I know I'm going to jump in and play it with. Yeah, it's the only way I'm going to buy it is if I know I got a couple friends are going to buy it as well for the same platform I'm going to be playing it on. Yeah, but one thing I do think that Fallout 76 has is a leg up to like Sea of Thieves, is that with Sea of Thieves, that's a whole new IP and a whole new world people don't know a thing about. Whereas with Fallout, at least like there's going to be that group of people who are just like, yeah, I want to explore all the fallout I can. So I'll buy this game just so I can explore it and I can explore with friends. That's cool too. Right. Cause I think yeah. that's, that's what this game kind of feels like. It's like another exploration of yeah. the fallout. Universe. And I could be one of those people cause I do love fallout. Right. And I, go ahead. Well, having played sea of thieves, um, the world feels kind of empty the game is really fun when i'm playing with two other people but still it gets old after a while uh for this i mean the world's four times the size of uh fallout 4s which is huge but also from the gameplay footage it looks like all the areas have a lot of stuff going on a lot there's four different biomes or six i forget um lots of cool monsters and stuff whereas sea of thieves has like three different types of islands and they're not even that different from each other and like one enemy type just skeletons fallout yeah. 4 or no fallout 76 has tons of different things in it from the looks of it uh tons of loot and just more features yeah they even have that gameplay loop of like you earn those keys to like unlock a nuke and then you nuke a part of the map and then when you go to that part of the map in like the fallout of it there's like better loot in there yeah which like that that feels very mmoe you know it feels very like um greater rifty from uh diablo 3 but dude all i want and, oh go ahead 
it also it it sounds like um now the the saving grace though here is the dozens of players thing because the whole nuke thing could really devolve into a situation where people are just nuking each other and then again on on twitter this one any dev i follow was like one of her own staff members was a little bit perturbed at the game saying you know this goes against the very spirit of the original fallout you know it was that nukes are bad and we never should have made them but now here we are in fallout 76 and we're actually having a power fantasy where we can build and launch nukes ourselves personally i understand that point but you know i'll you know i let fallout 76 be what it is you know and it, it doesn't get to me like that but I guess that's a fair little point of irony to make that here we are in a Fallout game and you're encouraged to build and launch your own nukes. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, but I also wonder, like, I think I think this is as much of an experiment than it is a game, right? Because I'd be very curious to find out, like, within the year of release, assuming it has a tail that long, how often you'll see people trying to protect the nukes as opposed to go for them you know what i mean like people maybe set up camps outside the bunkers to prevent other players from getting into them to nuke yeah them. like people oh that's right yeah that would be interesting yeah that yeah. that's to what see I, people I'm, yeah trying to prevent it but yeah. is there an incentive to preventing it you know that's the thing yeah that would be interesting too right i, yeah, I don't I, think there is an incentive yeah, I really do think that this whole nuke thing is going to change the dynamic of how you play. Because like you said, you're either going to go for the nuke or you're probably going to protect it. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only incentive would be like if you know someone's trying to go for one of your settlements, you go to like a nuke bunker and prevent that nuke from, you know, hitting your settlement, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think this to me is just going to be a more interesting experiment to see like, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fictional you know stories out there about like how once you take away society humanity devolves into chaos and we return to our primal base urges and we become monsters who like you know kill to survive and all that right yeah and i think fallout 76 would just be an interesting playground to see you know if that kind of is reflected you know because it's just a nuclear wasteland with real people in it what do they do that that is an interesting spin to put on it. Yeah, the real people thing. No NPCs. What do we do in this wasteland? Especially since we have the ability to build nukes. Yeah. That can make it really interesting. Yeah, so fingers crossed for that game. I think I hope it's a success in its own way. But I also hope that it doesn't mean the future of Fallout games are going to be more of this. Exactly. Yeah, we'll still need our bread and butter single player yeah. fallout well it's not a mainline game it's not in the main series so right i think they're committed to still making like fallout 5 and stuff this is just kind of like a little um Side a little project. project of theirs that they always wanted to do yeah uh we're we're gonna see what it's like after november 14 this year that's when uh 76 launches and i think there's Try gonna be the a beta yeah there's gonna be a beta that you can join if you go to bethesda.net so that's cool um let's see they also tacked on like hey fallout shelter's coming to switch in ps4 which i guess that's cool if you like fallout shelter Uh, um and then uh todd howard 
switched switched gears and decided to show us Elder Scrolls Blades, which is like. Uh. Uh, I'm it's, pretty excited about this. Like, I don't know what you guys think, but like, it is free. I'm it's down free. for it. Yeah, it's oh, free, my. and it's literally Skyrim on your phone. Yeah, I think it looks really interesting. Um, just the fact that you have this, you know, big world on your phone and from a franchise we love. Yeah, I I just be a little worried about how they implement microtransactions because there's definitely going yeah. to be some if it's a free to play yeah. game. Yeah. I hope it's not energy based. Oh, Just, same. Oh, that would that would be terrible. You can only swing your sword ten times today. Yeah. <laughs> and you can uh, play in portrait mode. Yeah. Yeah, and I loved how they kept joking, like, so when you're at meetings, you know, it'll just look like you're on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Not playing a game. Now, I'm looking at the uh, page on iOS right now, and I know a lot of you guys have Android, but for those who have iOS, uh, I guess the lowest or i guess the um oldest iphone compatible is the 5s so that's pretty good i mean the 5s is pretty old now yeah but i mean that game looks good like surprisingly good it's gonna suck the battery life for sure oh yeah yeah i already have enough problems with iphone battery yeah Man. It's also seven hundred three meg or no seven hundred seven point three megabytes. So that's it's pretty sizable on- download. Honestly, smaller than I thought it'd be. I kind of expected at least a gig. Yeah, I was thinking maybe a couple gigs actually. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean that game's but... gonna. It's gonna have like a roguelike dungeon and like PvP and then like a story mode with town building, which is cool, I guess. Yeah, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Um, character customization right and we can expect that later this year fall 2018 for an official yep. release date but you can like pre-register I think play an alpha of it um, also Bethesda.net if you're interested and uh, then they closed out the show with two pretty major announcements that are so cool um the first thing they did is they had a teaser trailer for Starfield, which, I mean, I didn't really get anything out of it, but it's cool to know it's official now. Had it been something rumored at? I, I hadn't even heard of it before yeah, this official I, announcement. I knew about, I guess they have the title, they've been talking about it, um, because when I saw the teaser, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Starfield, and then the title came up. Um I had heard that it's going to be like Elder Scrolls in space or something like that, but at this point, I don't think we can tell. Um, yeah, yeah I th- I'm really interested to see what Bethesda is going to do with the science fiction genre. Yeah, I had heard uh, Fallout in space, but I mean, Fallout is just Skyrim with guns, so, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'd, I'd love to see more, but that's going to be like a next-gen game, I feel like. Like, that's not going to be until... PlayStation 5, Xbox 2, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I believe Xbox. he did say when they were revealing it that it, it is a next-generation game. Yeah, which yeah. means that the next announcement is next-gen, doesn't it? Yeah, the next yeah. Like, Dude, okay, so cards on the table. The Elder Scrolls Six is confirmed. Yeah. yeah. Yay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they had just a little trailer of them, like, panning over a landscape. Uh people are saying it might be like high rock 
maybe yeah that's that yeah. was my first guess yeah um Probably i would too be too early to say yeah i would be very interested like if this is truly a next gen skyrim for one i need a new engine todd i absolutely need a new engine and then two i would love to see two regions or maybe even three regions you know like not just skyrim not just cyrodiil but like yeah you know, give me like maybe high rock and like a neighboring province or something you know high rock itself isn't even that cool looking <laughs> um at least in elder scrolls online it, it's it seems like this typical kind of european fantasy setting um so i'm hoping that they I kind of hope it's not High Rock, but at the same time, I'm going to love it either way. I just want to see something different. I wanted to see elsewhere Valen Wood. I think it would have been too obvious if they showed, like, just a bunch of trees. Yeah. Or a desert. Or Black Marsh. Yeah. So, I don't know. That that was a very high note for them to end the conference on. Like, it's very exciting. But it's also sad to know that, like, we might not get Elder Scrolls Six until, like, I don't know, 2021. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Honestly, this announcement to me felt like they were like, okay, you guys keep asking about it, you guys keep asking about it, here it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad they did that, even if it was just confirming it, because as I've said before, you know, Valve could learn a lesson from them. I mean, either confirm or deny whether or not you're working on another Half-Life. Don't just keep us in agony. So I love that Bethesda came out and finally just even though they didn't have anything to really show they confirmed it with the teaser to help at least put us to rest on that subject yeah Yeah. it's i don't know but now we're just in that trouble of like (sighs) did you like did you guys ever follow metal gear solid 4 up until its release yeah i feel like that game was announced like four years before it actually came out and that wait was excruciating and I'm feeling the same way right now about um, Kojima's new project, Death Stranding. We found out about that like in 2015, oh, I yeah. think, and we yeah, don't even have a release ago. window. Uh, Sony's tonight, right? Sony is tonight, yep. 9 p.m. Eastern. So, so hopefully, Square hopefully, Enix. Yeah, hopefully Sony will give us a release date. Yeah, but uh, I don't, I don't know, man. Kojima, Kojima is definitely that kind of guy that runs on his own planet, kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he likes to take yeah. his time. It seems. Yeah, he. It's done when it's done. Yeah. You know? As as uh, CD Projekt Red would say. Or id, back in the day. Yeah, and Bethesda Game Studios in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they seem to be announcing everything. Pretty well. Okay. I'm going to contradict myself, but they seem to announce things right before it comes out with Fallout 4 and Fallout 76, although they just announced the last two games, so and those aren't coming out for a while. Yeah, I think that was just them kind of laying rumors to rest more than anything, because, I mean, they, they have always prided themselves on, like, yeah, whatever we announce tonight is coming out within the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, for the most part for this show, they were kind of on that, you know, like... Wolfenstein, the Wolfenstein games are the only one I can think of that are like kind of far out there into 2019. But you know everything else, like the Prey stuff, you know you got Rage early 2019. Um, Fallout 76 is this year. So I don't know. I think yeah. 
for the most part, they're pretty on the ball about like keeping things upcoming. And yeah, so, they don't show it to us for mo- for the most part. They don't show it to us and make us wait, you know, five years. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think let's switch over to Devolver Digital. They came on at, right after Bethesda, actually. Um, <laughs> I love I love that company. I love them so oh, much. Man. I just love how much they did not take themselves seriously the entire time. Yeah, I mean, did you guys see last year's at E3? Uh, I, yeah. I have not seen last year's. <laughs> I yeah, couldn't I finish it. <laughs> yeah, it last year's was buck wild. It was so crazy. Um, And same with this year. This year was just as wild. And I loved how they opened with that dude being like, that's right, we're here for that thing all of you are asking for. Battle Royale and like whole crowd's cheering and it's like kind of uncomfortably loud how how much they're cheering and then nina struthers comes up behind him and twists his neck and this is like a small detail but i love it so much how they had that that dude in a green mocap suit come out to take the the neck snapped guy away but like he was just in the mocap suit like not like nothing was cg'd over him <laughs> like i love it so, it's like such a tim and eric kind of thing it's so adult swim and i love it um, so let's see, they, they had a lot of goofs, but in terms of just, like, news, they had three major game releases, right? Um, yeah. They had My Friend Pedro, they had Scum, and they have <laughs> Metal Wolf Chaos XD. Yay. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm interested in that one. Yeah, same here. So, um... Let's see. We'll start with Scum. Scum just looks like a survival game with maybe like battle royale elements. The trailer was kind of unclear on it. Um, I don't know, Mike Trevor. Did you guys gather anything else from it? No, no. I I came into it like during the last half of that reveal. Actually, um, I, I didn't see much into it beyond that. Okay. Um, and then my friend Pedro, like Austin, you mentioned that it's a flash game, right? Or was. Well, it used to be a flash game, but it looks very, very different now. Yeah, now I mean, now it looks like a side-scrolling mashup of like Hotline Miami and like Max Payne, which I'm into. That looks very cool. That sounds that yeah. sounds cool. Yeah, um, so that'll be fun. I think that game is gonna be really cool. That's slated for Switch and PC in 2019, I believe. Um, and then they. <laughs> I love this because they prefaced Metal Wolf Chaos with, like, you guys love nostalgia, and we don't understand why. So what we did is we created a nostalgia box. Just a box of... That was funny. Yeah, and, and, you know, he's like, this is a box of nostalgia. It's the Devolver Digital Entertainment System Classic. And then the kid walks up and is like, wait, this is just like a Sega Genesis. Yeah, you just painted over a Sega Genesis. <laughs> this isn't even a game. It's not even real. <laughs> I don't know. It was a Sega Dreamcast, I think, not a Genesis. Um, but either way, that was like that bit was so good. I I love yeah. everything about it. Um, and then they followed up with like, "Hey, we're we're remaking from software's old game Metal Wolf Chaos," which. I, I don't know much about the game. I've seen screenshots of it, and they all just look so scarily weird in a good way. Yeah, I've seen some footage of the game myself a, a long time ago, and it does just look 
crazy and over the top you know yeah and don't know what else to say about it you're the president in a mech suit just <laughs> like shooting stuff you know yeah you like jump off the second story of the white house like you break through yeah. a wall in your mech suit and you're like the president's here and there's like yeah. super edgy voiceover and i'm just like so excited for it it's gonna be so good yeah this is my first time seeing it i'm i was just like oh man this crap looks so insane right now and like leave yep. it to devolver right of all companies to remake something like this um yep and did you guys catch the the web url they attached to that game that i love so much yeah mech america great again yeah mech america that's great great, again. <laughs> that's great. man i they're so good i just i i'm glad to know that a company like that exists and are you getting to- a loot box coin yeah, yeah, loot box coin. I didn't get any, um, but it's good to know that loot box coin is out there now. It, it's it, value changes every month. Actually, a thing. I, yeah, it's I, actually a thing. Can you actually purchase stuff with real legal U.S. tender? Um, I believe that's what I saw earlier. Loot box coin, one hundred fifty dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, because yeah, in, in the um, in the conference, they were like, the price of it changes on the hour, every hour. <laughs> Uh-huh. So yeah. I really like Devolver. I don't play all their games, but you just have to appreciate uh, all the different games that they do publish. They're all super unique and um, like uh, Enter the Gungeon. I, I really enjoyed that one. Oh, so yeah, it's just good to see that they're that doing was a good well. One. Yeah, Enter the Gungeon's a super good game. Yeah, I mean their their shows are always interesting. Last year, I think last year's was a little more gory than this year's. Um. But, I mean, they still ended it on an interesting note. Uh, to continue the saga, so, like, last year, some kid, like, lost his hand. It, like, it's a joke, you know, he lost his hand in the yeah, conference. Yeah, they, they flash back to that part. I, yeah. yeah. And so then he comes back all, like, edgy and cool with an eye patch, and he has, like, a mecha hand that's, like, a Gatling gun. And he, like, shoots up Nina Struthers at the end of the show. And then they cut to footage of them, like, rebuilding Nina and making her like an android yeah the whole robocop scene yeah and then uh to be continued next year so that's i'm excited yeah, that was off the wall yeah i think like i'm really like glad that they got nina struthers to do this because i can't imagine anyone else announcing the devolver announcements the way she does like i, I couldn't either like i mean she did like she did a, a perfect job of it. Yeah, the the way she delivers everything, and the way her her eyes stare into the camera into your soul. Yeah, it's really great. <laughs> like I, there was that one point where they were talking about gifts, and she was like, "I'm sure you guys have all seen the gifts." And that dude in the crowd is like, "It's gifs," and she just like oh, yeah. stares him down. <laughs> that was that was funny. Didn't she kill him? Yeah, yeah, she burned him. <laughs> yeah, with the flamethrower or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it's so good. I'm so happy about them. Um, so I think what we can do is maybe go around the table and maybe uh, just tell us your like the thing you're most looking forward to out of these two conferences moving forward. Uh, Austin, do you want to start us off? Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> I, I want to say Elder Scrolls. I mean, that's the obvious answer, but it's just going to be 
so long until we play it. I guess for now, um, I mean, I already got the Prey DLC, so I'm gonna play that. I'm kind of excited about Blades. Like, I really want to play it, and hopefully, hopefully, it's not just a cash grab with tons of microtransactions that make it unplayable. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about that for right now. Okay, what about you, Mike? Yeah, I gotta go out of scrolls as well. Blades does look interesting. It's free, so you know it's not gonna hurt to try it. And um, yeah, this um, going into Bethesda's conference, I was like, please Elder Scrolls, kids. please Elder Scrolls Six. So they gave me what I wanted. I'm probably gonna be waiting a while, but they gave me what I wanted. Yeah, for sure. Trevor, what about you? Yeah, Elder Scrolls Six. I, I just don't see how I could pick any other one thing. That would be my most anticipated. See, for me, I, I can't get excited about it because I did this before Metal Gear Solid 4 and I can't let myself be excited about something for so long. So Yeah, I'm, yeah I did I'm, it with Persona 5, so... Yeah, it's, yeah, actually, it's the same right with Persona 5 for sure. So yeah. I, um, I'm just going to tuck it in the back of my head and not think about it. I'm definitely looking forward to Doom Eternal. That's going to be super cool, I think. Yes. Um, Fallout 76, I'm interested in. I don't know if I like a day one purchase, but I'm very interested in it. Um, and Rage 2, man. Rage 2 looks like right up my alley, and I might buy into that. Yeah, Rage looks good um, because I'm still waiting for Borderlands 3. So maybe Same. Rage yeah. maybe Rage will give me my you know fix. Yeah, I mean, if anything, Rage 2 might end up being better than Borderlands 3, because we still haven't seen anything from it, and with the way Gearbox has been recently, it's kind of hard to have a lot of faith in them. Yeah. So, uh, come on, Randy Pitchford. Work work your ass off. <laughs> See what you got. Um, Alright, that, that kind of leads us to wrapping up the show. Uh, we can probably go around, do some words of wisdom, and any plugs you might have. Austin, you want to go first? Um, birds of wisdom. Yeah, I'm not the one to ask for that. Uh, as for plugs, just continue to look at my stories. I really appreciate. Oh God, sorry, I dropped the mic. Rip. Um, you were yeah. so hot fire. You dropped the mic. <laughs> as I said, don't listen to my words of wisdom. I'm a mess. Just um, read my stories. I really appreciate it. And as always, I want to hear from you. So if you have anything to tell me. Or if you want me to cover anything, just let me know. Cool, cool. Mike? Yeah, just uh, stay tuned in Game Luster. I'll be trying to report on as much as I can. So, you know, just be looking forward to that. Trevor? Quake Champions is free. Get it while you can. <laughs> and keep tuning in to Game Luster for more E3 coverage. Cool. And, um, I don't know, I mean... I'll, I'll be around on Game Luster as well. I'll be editing a lot of stories here, probably on a few more podcasts throughout the day. Um, you can find me on my sister podcast, the Tiny Disc Podcast. Um, probably we're going to release an episode on Thursday. It's going to be all about E3 as well, so get excited for that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Pinoptimist, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. All right, that, I think, wraps up our Bethesda Devolver episode of our e3 recap here for austin mike and trevor this is robert signing off <laughs>